yes, Ben's Ventura Forward podcast coming in hot. I'm so stoked to be back with you once again, as we're always searching for those tasty waves, the hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all the news across the 805. On this show, we got a repeater, one of our repeaters and our big sponsor out here, a fun man that we're going to learn more about in depth that you already know. But our journalistic point of views this last week have been hot. How you feeling, Spence? It already got hot in here, a little pre uh pod conversation yeah but it's it's a great conversation but you know sometimes uh, opinions are expressed as they are here on the podcast and uh, let's take it on now that we're official what episode is this again 26 number 26 26 in a row and we're going to be talking to a lot to our listeners straight to them today if you're listening we really appreciate you and care a lot about you and it's all about kind of bringing the in-depth of Ventura forward. What makes you feel so special about this podcast and your hometown and the county that you live in? We highlight good people that have the information that we need to really solidify and build that foundation of why we still continue to live in California, Ventura County, and strive for the best place in the world, Spence. That's what it is. And we are here. Everybody wants to be in Cali. So uh, let's. Uh, take and we're, and we're not giving it up. We're going to make nope. it better. And this man today, Mr. Mike Marostica, you know, we talk about him every week with the Mr. X50 and his new adventure, Spence. And the question we ask each week about what could you want to improve in the city of Ventura? We've had some interesting responses to that question, have we not, Spence? Yes, we have had very interesting <laughs> answers to the question. And one of them came up last week, too, where they brought up Midtown homelessness the quality of that mike welcome back to 26 how you doing today good thank you for having me spencer appreciate it yeah we're excited to have you did you happen to listen to last week's episode where timmy talked about midtown's quality of life i did not unfortunately but i i can kind of get what he said yeah and i don't even have to listen to because i know because i listen to the community out there i'm part of that community so i'm gonna guess that his Issues are my issues. It is. And, and that's why we want to bring you back in today because not only do we want to talk about X50, your new business and your, and your adventures going on, the fun stuff we talked about in our prior podcast, we want to talk about your expertise in the homeless conversation. You're a retired Oxnard PD, 20 year, 27. 27, thank you, sir. You've now chosen to move your career into continue to be security. And now this week, you just decided to volunteer again on the Measure O Committee for the City of Ventura. Congratulations on that little nomination there. Thank you. I, I, I think that might fall along the lines of careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does, but it also shows the awesomeness of you to have served the community under a paycheck. You were volunteering as a Parks and Rec Commissioner before. Yes. Now you're continuing to kind of move forward your career in different ways. So appreciate your service and thanks a lot. No problem. No problem. I, I, I definitely wanted um, to volunteer for the Measure O Committee because I think it's an important committee. And I think that, you know, we voted uh, to receive this sales extra sales tax money to pay this sales tax money. And I think it's very important that we be judicious in how we spend it. You know, I agree with you completely. And that was if for our listeners, the city of Ventura passed a, was it a half a percent? Sales? Half a cent sales, half, half a percent sales tax. You're right. Half a percent. And it equals annually right now to the estimated how much money in this kitty? Uh, it's millions. Millions. Yeah. It's millions. Yeah. It's like 10, 15, it's million, 20 million, million. dollars. Yep. And the voters voted for it. And the big thing, I think, for me, my perspective was, and I talked to the other gentleman, I'm unfortunately forgetting his name right now. He stepped up to be in the measure. He said, moved to Ventura about four or five years ago, wanted to get involved. 
I was like, just go back and look what the voters voted for. Go look at the original brochure. Go look and find out what that said and make sure that that's still matching the piece of the pie mm -hmm. that the budget looks like now. Mm -hmm. Would you kind of say that was maybe one of your that, first thoughts? Well, that's what, that's what I did. When I went and interviewed for the position, I went back and, I went back and looked at the, the measure. I, I, I looked at what was put out to the public, and I actually read um, the um, Ventura ordinance uh, that got put into um, Ventura regulations. Nice. Yes. So let's go. Yeah. That's, hey, Spence, that's when we say Ventura forward, let's go. Because <laughs> when we bring those questions and he's already on top of it in studio, kind of make you feel good. That's right. Let's pay attention and let's go. I know. And that's where Sharon the Stoke, Mike's bringing those vibes from the Measure O committee. What do you want to get done on the Measure O committee? And what are some of your priorities or you know aspirations? So my priorities when I, when I went and looked and did the research before I uh, went in and, and uh, for the interview was I found that those priorities uh, that were listed in Measure O are most of my priorities too. Um, they list priorities um, that the money should be spent on homeless issues, public safety, keeping fire stations open, and infrastructure, bridges, roads. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. all of those, again, are very important to us as, as Ventura residents because you know that's our quality of life right there you know i live in the very east end of the city right, and for me having to have utilized ems responses in the past i'm very cognizant of where i live and what that response time is so i want to make sure that you know from from a selfish perspective that that we have quality response times response times in under five minutes mm -hmm. for priority mm -hmm. one calls interesting so i want to make sure that in that that happens and in order to do that you have to have fire stations in key locations and they have to be open um, we can't right. be closing fire stations so we for us government's first role primary role is public safety so i you know i i know that people have their pet projects i have my pet projects but if the government doesn't have enough money to fund public safety or is struggling to fund public safety at times, some of those pet projects have to kind of get put on the back burner because public safety is government's first priority. And this committee here is to hold the accountable to what the voters approve. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you feel like you're, you're sticking up for the, the, the residents yes. and the people of Ventura. Yes, because I, I approved of what it's what the ordinance said. I approved of what this money is going to be used for, what, they, what, it's, what it says it's going to be used for. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to make sure it is what it's used for. That's I love that. And just to catch up to where we started the conversation, did you feel like when you looked, because how long ago did Measure O get started? Was it five years? Uh, four years ago, I believe. Four years yeah. ago. Yeah. Did you feel like what was promised to the voters was still being coherent to the budget, or has it changed a little bit? Well, so here's... Because you, dove into, the, you yeah. dove into the current budget. Has it changed? It, it hasn't. It hasn't. We really, they really have focused it on public safety and homeless issues. I like to see it broaden out a little bit more mm -hmm. um, to the infrastructure portion. I know people, um, myself included, have some um, some sensitivity to what our infrastructure. We drive our roads every day. Oh, dude. so we <laughs> we know it's got to be number know. one topic. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'll, I'll kid around and we'll put some of the details to where Mike was going. He lives in what you call the far east. 
uh, put him next maybe to the, the Stardust, right? <laughs> we don't want to give his exact address, but you always kid around. I'm the last neighborhood before you drive to Santa Paula. That's how I look at it. Yeah, and to let people know, it's not Satakoy out there. Satakoy yeah. is its own area yeah. of the county. It's unincorporated, mm-hmm. right? Satakoy is pretty much below Henderson. The, mm-hmm. the city lines draw through Henderson. Yeah. It's important that our voters know that, not our voters, yeah. it's ridiculous. Our listeners get that going. My fellow beautiful Ventura uh, forwarders. And those details and going to the fire station that was on Henderson, right? That closed down yes. for a little bit. So our residents know exactly what you're talking about. And that would get into the conversation. You know, you're talking about the Darling Road fire station. Darling. Thank yes. you. That's exactly Darling. where I was. Yes. Darling and Henderson. Yeah. Those two streets get kind yes. of mm-hmm. right right the next to our favorite golf course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Eastsiders unite. Mike Morosica is bringing the goods. He's sharing the stoke about the Measure O, his new appointment going there. And... We brought him in for homelessness today to talk about more of the solutions that will uniquely work in the city of Ventura and the county of Ventura. Being a police officer for all those years in Oxnard, we just did a little walk around the neighborhood. Has Spence had the guests leaving the, a beautiful morning show on KVTA, 1590, Monday through Friday. Right, Spence? That's correct. Is it the, how, how was the show today? Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah? It was just out there. Andres is in here. It might have been the best ever. Really? It might have been the best ever. Andres is in here. What was he talking about? Andres was talking about his uh, adventures in Cuba because he's been going to Cuba once a month, and he's been bringing uh, you know, a lot of uh, foodstuffs, uh, eyeglasses, and things like that as he films his documentary. And it's kind of a look at the economies of the U.S., the economy mm-hmm. of uh, Cuba, the issues with the embargo and hoping that we can once again get back together and uh, heal those old wounds that go back to uh, late 50s, early 60s. It's really interesting. But what you were, I love what you were talking about with the guarantee of safety for people. That's constitutional. It's in the preempt. Mm-hmm. You know, establish really? justice. Well, yeah. establish justice and promote the general welfare. People do forget if we get taxed for anything, it should be police fire it should be all for the general safety then we can move into great things like a recreation and the like but one and two or one and one have to be by law of the land and and what our hearts say that we were really concerned about people being safe and having justice and that goes back quite a few years if you look at when the constitution first went into uh, form so i i always like when that's that's just stated because it is a fact yes being safe Having justice. Yeah, it's a. I love the United States in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, provide for the common defense, uh-huh. and promote the general welfare, um, is secure the blessings. Of but the look at what Ventura Forward just did in our conversation. Maybe one of the most improv. We brought Cuba up, one of our neighbors that have maybe the most difference of laws, right? Spence compared to what we have here, the freedom so close together. It's one of the issues. It's a beautiful country. They've provided art athletes, uh, all sorts of stuff. But if you go, and Andres talks about this, if you go to a grocery, Ralph's, here in Ventura County, then go to a, air quotes, Ralph's in Cuba, uh, here there'll be six variety of apples. There there'll maybe be six apples. Yes. And one day there will be, one day there won't be. It's one of the important things for us to realize. They're a great people and they're a, a great country potentially, but since they don't have the great inner workings that we have that establishes justice, that promotes the general welfare and secures those blessings for everyone, it's the difference between America and a lot of other places. 
Let's get a second Ventura forward. Let's go this podcast. We're breaking it through to dive deep into what our stoke is. And the, when you talk about quality of life, enhancing the environment we live in, that's that unquantifiable feeling that you can't touch, Mike. And that's what you're committing for. We're having this podcast because we're not Cuba. We're not Florida. We're not Oklahoma, and only we know in a, in, in a weird emotional way, not that we don't accept everybody that comes in, but it's our job not to move away somebody else because if we move away, that culture's gone. Sure, and we also have to understand, too, when we're dealing with homeless issues, so we can circle back to homeless issues, because we live in a free society, we live in a free country, it isn't a crime to be homeless. It truly isn't. Yep. So we have to respect that fact, and for the last... I would say five years of my career, my, my, I've seen a dynamic shift um, in law enforcement and priorities from the community um, in the 27 years I was on. When, when I first started, uh, the, the priority for the community was we need to get, especially in, in Oxnard, we need, to get, we need to get rid of the gangs, we need to get rid of the crime, and, and that, was, that was what the community hammered us on, okay? The last five, six years, of my law enforcement career, that all took a back seat, believe it or not. I, I didn't hear, and I was a, what we call a district coordinator. I was the liaison to the community. So I attended all the community meetings. I talked to all the neighbors. I, I, I got the phone calls from Were every, gangs from and every, crime going down so in Oxnard? I'm telling you, it was. We were decreasing. We did a number of things that I thought were very smart. Um, to decrease the gang activity, we 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 created some units that I was a part of uh, in my in my younger years that um, that really um, kind of of put a, a lid on on a lot of that activity, along with the uh, the civil injunctions that we did. Now the civil injunctions aren't enforced anymore, um, but I believe mm -hmm. that at the time they were necessary and they did a lot of good. Mm -hmm. um, and so th all, we took a whole again we took a holistic approach right to and we also created things like PAL, the Police Activities League, um, worked with the Boys and Girls Club, worked with a lot of community uh, folks, uh, clergy council. We, we, did, we did an entirely holistic approach, and as a result, yes, gang activity decreased. However, like I said, within the last five or six years, it wasn't, the, it wasn't that type of issues that, were, that, that were people were calling to, to have me address. It was, the, it was the issue of homelessness, whether it be in their neighborhoods or whether it be in the commercial areas that they frequented, like shopping centers. Sure. So that was the main focus the last five or six years of my career from the community. So when, whenever we would talk to community members, that was their main source of contention among it. I'm hearing you loud and clear. I'm hearing that homelessness has shifted to the number one priority for our residents in the 805, especially in Oxnard, Ventura. I'm hearing you as a police officer, you respect the law to the black and white, true blue, correct? Well, what I'm saying is, is it, 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 I think it's more of the Meaning spirit. Meaning that homelessness yeah. isn't I illegal. No, no. I, you're speaking to the, to the spirit of law, right? We have, we have the God-given, we have the right under the Constitution to be free. So if I choose not to live in a, in a home, mm -hmm. that's my right. Okay. Okay. I don't, no one can force me, so no one can say you have to live in a, in a structure right. of four walls, okay? Sure. And so th if you know that, if you- if I like that, a structure uh, of uh, four uh, walls. Yeah. I can live in the bush. Yeah, you, yeah. if I want to, you know, well, maybe, maybe I not. I love bush. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> so my, my 
So, and I would have people that tell me that, right? And, and I would say, you're absolutely right. However, that doesn't mean you can break the law to be what you consider free. Right. Okay. So that's, that's where, there we go. That's where that, that's where that comes in. Right. So that doesn't mean you can camp on the sidewalk. Okay. So, that, but we got into that. So let's break it down right there because I think where the conversation goes and we talk about homelessness or vagrancy or wanderers, mm -hmm. are they breaking the laws or are they breaking more of the municipal codes? Cause well, I, doesn't it get into private property loitering? Sure. Uh, sidewalk, yeah. uh, obstruction, yeah. uh, camping in certain areas. For me, the river bottoms, it's you're, you're actually camping in an open water source where mm -hmm. you could go freaking five, five hours away into the top of Mount Shasta, eight miles and everywhere else, you could be in the middle of nowhere and some ranger's supposed to pull out of the tree and prove that I'm not bearing my poop, yeah. 18 inches Spence, yeah. but they can poo-poo right here in the river. Come yeah. on, bud, give me no, some I, rationalization that. here. That's what I'm saying. You know, you by you not living in an apartment, a house, whatever, a yeah. trailer, um, you're not breaking the law, but you're, you're potentially breaking other laws. But why are we enforcing the law, what I find out to be so far away but not close to home, on top of that, it's not just the You're police right. officers. You're they, right. No, I, you. I agree with you because that's what we would try to do. And either the resistance that you run into sometimes would either be from local government who didn't want the, who didn't want the liability of enforcing those laws, didn't want the, le the, the legal issues to pop up because, believe it or not, like, I'll take, I'll give you a perfect example, the camping ordinance. Mm -hmm. Okay? So... There were several recent court decisions by the Ninth Circuit that said, and one, this one was huge, by the way, um, that you, a city couldn't enforce a camping ordinance unless there was bed space available sure. at the shelter. So in other words, if you had 55 beds and all 55 were taken, you couldn't go and arrest this person or cite this person for camping on the sidewalk because where are they going to go? Yeah, that was from the court yeah. order up in Idaho. Yeah. It's been going exactly. on for about four years yeah. now. 55 beds is ironic because yeah. that's the number we have in Ventura, yeah. and we're going to hit on that number yeah. in a little bit. But get into me, it's a sense to, so what are some of the solutions that we can do to get the people that we want to, we have beds available. They're resisting. Mm -hmm. They're not breaking the law, but they're breaking loitering rules and mm -hmm. other natural stuff. The, What's, where are we going next? In the most simplistic term, I can, I can explain it. You enforce the laws that are on the books, and you have a carrot and stick approach. Because, and that's what we tried to do as police officers. We would because we weren't believe it. If we basically took a, a mirror enforcement posture on this, we'd be well within our rights because that's what we do. We're law enforcement. Okay, we that's what we do. We mm -hmm. enforce the laws that are on the books. So if we took a strict enforcement posture to this, we would technically be right. But I don't know any police officer, number one, that, number one, we're all human beings, okay? So we are trying, and I know Ventura um, is doing it, Oxnard is doing it, we're trying to take a holistic approach to doing it. Our, our posture, and, I, and I'm, again, I don't, have a, a, I don't have one of the PTF guys here to, to back me up, but uh -huh. I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm correct on this, is that their, their posture when they come at this issue, or when they talk to people, they go, look, I will do whatever I can. I will give you whatever resources I have available to help you. But if you refuse that, then I got to I got to go into enforcement posture. I got to enforce mm -hmm. the laws that mm -hmm. are on the books. And I would hope that I would have the support of 
you know, my number one, my command staff, and number two, my city government, and number three, the you know, my my court system. Uh-huh. So sometimes that sometimes that's not the case, um, but that's but that's what we hope when we when we take about this. I've met um, so many homeless people that are what we I call them service resistant. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh they're, yeah. They're service resistant folks. We have helped. I believe we have helped almost everybody that wants help because that's easy. Ah. If, if I encounter somebody out there and we, cause we have a lot of services we can offer. We can, if, if you want housing assistance, if you want emergency shelter, if you want food, if you want clothes, we have all those resources. So whatever you're lacking, we can provide and we can job us. We, seats. you meant the city of Oxnard and the police Anybody, department. Yeah. And, county I, and I know the county has government. it, but just yeah. so the listeners are clear. Local People, charities. The, the, the help is there, folks. Yeah. If anyone's telling you that the hope is not there, it's there. Yeah. They might not have a four a four wall structure with free place to live in the eight hundred five, yeah. like like we're mm-hmm. saying, because yeah. that seems to be the solution everybody wants to come up with. Spence is to build housing to solve this homelessness issue. Mike, do you believe that solving that building homes or building all these mini homes or building permanent housing it would help solve the homeless issue? Not as much as as people would like to for you to believe. However, I am a proponent of more housing. I have sure. I have family members who who live in apartments that basically have have no there, there is no light at the end of the tunnel for them. I lo- stop right there yeah. because I love where you went because yeah. that's where the conversation in Ventura is right now. Yeah. We want those family homes whether they're single families with yards, mm-hmm. townhomes, mm-hmm. but let's dis- separate it right there and say permanent assisted living facilities in our city is what they're trying to basically include with when you talk about affordable housing and solutions for homelessness. It's mm-hmm. literally in the same ball of wax, mm-hmm. but the perfect example is the bottom of Victoria. I want everyone to know about this. South Victoria, the La Quinta, 155 plus beds. They're wanting, the county is wanting to turn that into a permanent living facility for pretty much homeless people. Yeah, that's okay. what they did to the, um, that's what they did the vagabond in, um, during COVID on Oxnard Boulevard. Uh, in the city of Oxnard, next to the Denny's. Yes. So they 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 originally turned that into they they basically went into an agreement with the vagabond and turned that into a shelter. Um, and they did that because because of COVID reasons. They if, if you had a, if you were yeah. almost and you tested positive, they basically quarantined you in that. Um, That's still in, happening in, in Ventura. You know that, yeah, right? Exactly. It's yes. unbelievable. Project so now, room project yeah. room key for the listeners. What what I'm getting at is, is that vagabond eventually said we're we're vacating and we're going to and, and sold it to the county. So now the vagabonds completely. So is it, it's, it's still a homeless shelter. It's technically a homeless shelter, but it's, it's used for COVID purposes. I don't know if it's still used for COVID purposes, but now it belongs to, it belongs to the county. Now, again, and we, and you and I have talked about this. I am a product of affordable housing. I still live in affordable housing. Great. My affordable housing is a, was a first time home buyer program that I, that my wife and I were fortunate enough to find 28 years ago. And we still live in that, in that home. But in order for us to purchase that home, we could not have made over an annual salary. There was a, there was a, a, a figure that you could not go over and you could not have owned a home prior. So anybody that lives in our, and if I want to sell to this day, if I want to sell, uh-huh. I have to sell under those restrictions. Really? Yes. 
I love those solutions, and those yeah. are getting in depth. Forget people and to, we de- need, to, to deserve. We need more of those. Absolutely. And I, but I also understand that we need a mix. Okay, because not there is no one fits all solution. Okay, we we need we need everything. Yeah. And but I don't. What I don't see is I don't see any more of those developments like I live in. Find, find, tell me another one. Yeah, I don't you think know? there's. Gonna, I, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to find the chance where they're going to actually build something with a backyard. Yeah. Well. And again, I've seen even if even on like straight regular housing, yeah, I have yet to see, you know, a a worthwhile backyard because they're sacrificing the square footage of the home, oh, yeah, and they're not building the front yards and the backyards like they used to. Um, so I mean that that's a whole other you know topic of conversation. Sp- but Spence, bring me in over here. How you feeling? What's going on over there? What bothers me about the whole deal is, and this is part of my problem with the homeless is it seems like they're allowed to pick from a menu and take whatever they want, but not take what society as a norm would agree to. So like in our neighborhoods, and we all live either a house or an apartment, it's um, I I can't like open up a business at my house. It's against the restrictions. I can't let somebody camp in my front yard. I can't do this. What bothers me about all of these programs, and I'm definitely pro-helping people, but it's like, oh, I'll take the food and I'll take this and that, but I do want to go down there and poop in the uh, river. Yeah, exactly. And I want yes. to do this, and I do want to sleep on the bench and maybe yeah. disturb some children, yeah. some mothers, some people yeah. who are frail, but I also want to have this. And you know what? On Tuesday, I do want to stay indoors, but on Wednesday, yeah. I want to go out and drink a little and walk around no, in the I park. No, I hear you. There's a lot, a lot, of, those services, a lot of those services are enabling, yeah. the, enabling the behavior. And again, yeah. well, for us, as, as, and I, I'm using the word regular, but it's pretty much to get this, you mm-hmm. have achieved that. Mm-hmm. And you know, to be, it's whether your parents are telling you as a kid, Dad, yeah. I just want chocolate cake for breakfast. Yeah. Well, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. And so you learn you're disciplined up. And yeah. I think that's within this structure of any society. If we just let, I want to burn my trash in my backyard. You can't do that. Exactly. But you can go burn whatever for your campfire in the yeah. middle. That's what really irritates sure. people. So many of us are willing yeah. to help, but we also want the other side to be sure. reasonable. Sure, and and that and and I saw that on a daily basis um, with some of these um, local charities that would come in and they would they would feel good about themselves for helping, especially when when they're bringing food in um, and and they're feeding homeless people. Um, I saw so many of my service resistant folks take advantage of that or they put a cardboard sign up uh on the freeway off ramp and somebody goes out there and hands them money right now are what are you giving them the money for are they are you sure they're going to spend it on food or are they going to go to the liquor store and buy and buy a malt liquor um and again you know then i would then i would see like oh here's an you know they think oh i'm gonna outsmart the guy i'm gonna i'm just gonna go bring them food well again you're still enabling that behavior because now you're giving them an op, and again, everybody's entitled to you know, you know, food, clothing, and shelter are basic human needs, and and I get that the people are trying to at least give them that. However, if they're getting their basic human needs met, then they're then they can go out and keep doing those behaviors. But my thing is, is that fine, give them those, give them those things. But if they're violating ordinances, laws, codes, whatever, we need to enforce those. 
And, and one we, of the good things, yeah. like Jim Duran with the city yeah. center, you know, yeah. you have a program where you go in, you're granted all of yep. these things, but you have to sober up. Yes. You have to look at a savings account. They, they mm -hmm. motivate you sometimes sure. towards faith, which yes. could be the faith of your choice. But a lot of people say, again, I'll take this, this, and this, yeah. but I don't want to do that and exactly. that. And that's, and that's a lot of the things that we, we run into when we, when we guide people towards those resources, especially the folks that are service resistant because of their addictions, whether it be alcohol or drugs. They know that if they, that if they reach out to those services, that's going to be the caveat. And unfortunately, they're just not ready. Believe it or not, those people have not hit their rock bottom yet. And it's going to be hard for them to hit their rock bottom when they're getting their needs met, their food, clothing, and, and shelter when they want it, needs met. I mean, it's a hierarchy are, yeah, of needs. Maslow well, yeah, got exactly. it a long time they're, ago. They're, they're, their drug addiction is so powerful to them that they're willing to live under the most horrible conditions that, that we would say are the most horrible mm -hmm. conditions, and they don't care. As long as they're getting their drug, as long as they're getting their Maslow's hierarchy mm -hmm. of needs met, they're fine. It's it's when they realize or when they figure out for themselves that this is their rock bottom are they now willing to 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 accept the the help and the resources. Now, there are also people unfortunately that are so mentally ill that they don't realize that this is happening to them. And th and those are the people that are the most difficult to help because again, we live in a society where you know, we value freedom, so it's very hard to involuntarily commit. Yeah, put a 72-hour exactly. hold on somebody. Yes. And, to, and to also Our, find them and say, yeah. did you take your meds today? Exactly. How now, do you do I'll that? Give you, I'll give you a perfect example um, we, we, for, for this. Now, you can, you can involuntarily commit somebody on, on essentially what we call, everybody, everybody knows this now because it's, it's very famous, 5150. Van Halen album. Yes, exactly, yes. So it's, it's more than a Van Halen album, it's, a, it's an actual code. If, you, if somebody tells me as a police officer, or I have evidence that this person is going to be a danger to themselves or others, i.e. I want to kill myself or I'm going to go into a store and, and shoot up the place, I can involuntarily commit them for 72 hours. I'm not under arrest. I'm just taking them to a uh. psychiatrist, a, and I'm temporarily placing them on a hold. Now, the psychiatrist will then interview them and make the determination whether the hold sticks or he breaks the hold. Okay, now, what people don't realize, a lot of people know about that. But what they don't realize is that there's a second section in 5150. It's called gravely disabled. Mm. So it's either danger to themselves or others or gravely, gravely disabled. Now, That's gra the name of an album right yes. there. <laughs> gravely disabled means that you are, you are unable to meet your basic needs. You are at such an incapacity to the point where you can't get food, get clothing, or get shelter. So with that background in mind, we were clearing out a very famous local homeless camp in the very south end of Oxnard that may or may not be on a EPA Superfund site. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were clearing that out. We came across a elderly, elderly lady with her son in a tent on this EPA Superfund site. She was incapacitated to the point where she couldn't walk on her own. She, she had no wheelchair. She basically was in a sleeping bag and was confined to that sleeping bag. Um, we were, we thought, at first we thought, this is a perfect example of gravely disabled, except for one thing. She had her son that was able to get her food, clothing, and have a shelter hmm. around her. 
provide so, care so and comfort. I, it, yeah. The frustrating part about that is, is that that the definition of gravely disabled is so severe that I can't even get that woman committed on a gravely disabled and get her the help that she needs. If she was by herself, or her son mm. is going to jail, let's say, right. then there's nobody left. Now we were fortunate enough to where she we asked her, can we let us call you an ambulance and get you the help that she needs? She voluntarily said okay. But after talking to people, you know, in, in the mental health profession, when we said, "Hey, what about gravely disabled?" Said, no, doesn't work. Doesn't work. So again, you have to balance. It's it's a balancing act in America. Yeah. Because you have, you want your freedom, but freedom comes. I always say too, but freedom freedom isn't free. Mm-hmm. So you, for me, I'm willing to put up with 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 a certain amount of inconvenience. Because I realize that people ha- people have their freedom. However, I think we've reached that point okay. where we're done. Right? We are done. We're I think done. all yeah. society's done. So yeah. now that we've spent a great chunk of this podcast really breaking down the in-depth function of how we all think about homelessness, how we've gotten here. Mm-hmm. Mike, you've brought some of the good nuggets that I was looking for to really put that perspective now. Now I want to give you just quickly, give me two or three minutes on this. What are some of the things that we can do? I'm not saying that we can make it possible to happen, mm-hmm. but what do we have to do to make it change? Um, I keep coming back to this. You go with the approach of you offer everything that you can offer to, let's just focus on one individual. You go to that individual and you offer everything that you can possibly offer, which, which 99.99% of the time, it will help them. Okay, They're, the resources work. Yeah. The services work. So you offer that to them. If they refuse, that's their right to refuse. If this is this is the United States of America. However, you cannot continue to operate in the fashion that you're probably operating in. So, in other words, you offer the carrot, and then you and then if the carrot isn't accepted, you go with the stick. Let's approach. use the Ventura River for an example. Yes. It's my favorite project that I'm working my whole life on. Mm-hmm. I'm out there cleaning every day around the yep. river. If I can, mm-hmm. you, everyone knows yeah. this. I'm going to clean up that river. I'm going to get everybody who is illegally sleeping in that river out. It's mm-hmm. my life goal. Yeah. So how can we enforce it? I mean, you're saying we need to go in the river and say no more sleeping in the river. Is that an example? If, if, that, if, if, that, is, if that is enforceable, then absolutely. The, the, the thing is, is that you have to, you have to look at – we have a lot – we have some laws on our books that are still on the books. We've never taken them off. Yeah. But through the court system and through case law have become unenforceable. There are still cities. There are cities that have loitering ordinances on the books, right? Right, but loitering ordinances have been found to be unconstitutional, in, if not written the proper way. So, and unfortunately, the reason that those case law, that case law has happened, um, sometimes is a result of the enforcement. We always like to say in in law enforcement, um, bad arrests make bad case law. Mm. Okay, because. You know, when you have those loitering ordinances, people, you know, the, the city in, in, in good faith says we need a loitering ordinance right, to alleviate right. the problem. Well, what, what, do some, what do some cops do? They, they overreach. So then it goes to court. A lawyer argues, hey, this is not, this is not constitutional. The judge says, you know what? You're right. Gavel goes down. Wow, spent. Yeah. That was solid information. Yeah. And another thing that's interesting, when I was a kid, they said you always legally had to carry ID with you. Exactly. And then they had to change e- that. Exactly. Because what would happen, 
is overzealous police officers, and again, it's my profession too, but overzealous police officers would go and demand ID from somebody who was just standing there. Right. And they would just say, I want, let me see let your me ID. Let me see your papers. Exactly. Let me see your pa- exactly. The papers. The papers. Yeah. And so that, so it, eventually it had to work its way up to the court system, and the, and the court system had to tell law enforcement, no, you can't do can't that. can't do that. Yeah. And it's happened with so many things. Um, and so we uh, always used to, you, we always used to, come, my, my, my coworkers always used to say, we, we, we don't want to end up on, you know, we don't want to be that name on a case law. <laughs> You know, and when people you know, think that Morostica <laughs> versus so and so, we don't want to be on that. You know, it's it just it's not you know. interesting. And yeah. if you take it to the ridiculous, when we were runners, when we were uh, sort of youngsters, yeah. we thought you could arrest everybody at this 5K because yeah. everybody's running Run without ID. So yeah. it's <laughs> exactly. one of those laws yeah. where you look at yeah. it. How does this? Yeah. I get the logic of it. Yeah. But then um, you had to money and ID. I think that was yeah. actually well, a rule and then at one you, time. you know, so you so you have let's say you know you have an issue at a. At a maybe at a liquor store back in the back in the day, right? You know, we have crime happening. Like you have, you know, possibly drug dealing, prostitution activity, you know, other things going on. And so, as a police officer, you're going over there and you're trying to enforce that. Well, you're stopping people. Well, if you stop, if you keep stopping, the person's just standing there, not doing anything, not committing a crime. And, and maybe he didn't commit the crime today. He might be committing a crime tomorrow, but he's not committing a crime right now. He's not committing a crime today. And you don't have, you know. You just stopping him to make to try to clear the area. Yeah, that's when the courts have stepped in and said, "No, you cannot do that." So that you know, again, it's a balancing act. But if you have, and we know, and we know the laws that that are enforceable and the ones that aren't enforceable, mm-hmm. enforce the laws you can enforce and be able and, and have the have the wisdom and the self control to walk away when you know you don't have it. You know that. We'll get them another day, okay? And I and I get that. In with us, yeah. sometimes that's frustrating. But mm-hmm. again, you might come across this homeless person, and you might say, "What is he? What is he violating?" And if he's not violating anything at the moment, sometimes you got to walk away. But chances are, it's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. But again, if if there is a enforceable law that 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 prevents them from from sleeping in the river bottom or camping in the river bottom. Then we need to enforce it again. Yep. You have to have the carrot. You yep. have to have the stick. And and I'm not again. I think PTF Ventura Patrol Task Force. I think they do an excellent job doing both. I've talked to um, th- their guys. I talked to you know some of the past supervisors they've had. Jerry Foreman, um, you know, was a great sergeant for that patrol task force back in the day. And he, I mean, I re- I remember he he worked with a woman for two years, was mentally ill, and. Uh, and finally, after two years, this woman agreed to be reunited with her family yeah. out of state. And so, I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit, but they're willing. But again, those guys are willing to put in the work. They know what they signed up for, uh, and they're willing to put in the work. However, again, we'll 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 enforce the law as as police officers. That's what we that's what we signed up for. That's what we want to do. We want to enforce the law. But if we know we don't have the support. Of our command staff, command, or, yeah, or command city, station, or city government, government courts. Yeah. We're taking yeah. that away. Exactly. Yeah, we're gonna get that. We're gonna wrap that up because Morasco's bringing the goods, and we know how long our podcast is. And we talk about some other topics there. <laughs> I can go but, on and on. No, and on. you're right, dude. And I want to keep you going too, but I also want to make sure that before we don't get off too far, because there's so much goodness in that carrot and the stick approach to find out does our government back it? If not, we got to vote for the leaders who do, and then put the pressure on the courts, which is acceptable. 
to then enforce the law yeah. to keep them there. Exactly. And, and you're just talking about one aspect of it. Again, there has to be a holistic approach to this. There has to be, a, a, it has to be everything. You have to, yeah. you have to build, you have to build the housing. You have to, you have to enforce the laws. You have to offer the services. You have to be compassionate about it. And so it, it, that's the, that's the holistic approach. And if, if people are not accepting of those services, then you have to do what you got. You got to do what you got to do. And I'll get into my big overall thing where I think my concepts and go hopefully globally all over the state eventually is to build these transitional living facilities to where you can actually go in and keep people there for anywhere from two months, three months to a year. It's going to be a transitional facility similar to the Truman Show where you can't leave, but you might believe that you're in an alternate reality space <laughs> to where these people we are going to pay for their services to stay there because then if they break the law there, they can go back to jail. And if they come out of there, then they can go back to the free world. See what I'm saying with that? What do you think about that, Mike? So in other words, how do you how do you get in there in the first place? Because there's no involuntary commitments. We change the law. Okay, to involuntary voluntarily commit to, somebody. To worry if you're a psych, if you have mental. You're gonna you're gonna lose in the first appeals court you come across. Why? Because you can't involuntarily commit somebody. What happens? If they voluntarily commit themselves. That's called a voluntary commitment. Yeah. You can, right, somebody, but somebody if, you break the law, if, you, if you if you if you break the you, law, you, you go to jail. Make, you can make that a condition of release. That you're, there we go. Okay, let's make a condition of release. You yes. have to go to a different transitional facility. And you got to remember and that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. When when you when you commit a a, a drug violation, it, mm -hmm. well, it used to be not anymore. Not with Prop Thirty Six passed uh, about fifteen years ago. It used to be that a court would order you to rehab. Mm -hmm. and order you to complete that rehab or it was a violation of probation. Exactly. So the mm -hmm. rehab facilities of conditional release will actually be a controlled environment. You can't leave until mm -hmm. a certain amount of time and that passes. Happen, and that, and that, that happens now. With, with so change those. What, yeah. those are, what, are, what are those facilities called? Well, they're actually, um, well, they're, re, they're rehab facilities. Rehab they're, facilities. That, that's, how, that's how that works in rehab a lot of times. Okay. Is, is you will, um, a judge can order, order that. Um, so if you're on probation, the judge can order you to attend drug and alcohol counseling. Same thing, you get a drunk driving conviction, right? Yeah. Your first drunk driving conviction, you're not going to go to jail probably. If you, let's say you don't hurt anybody, okay? So it's non, it's a non-felony, it's a misdemeanor, okay? You just got caught weaving, yeah, on the road. You get, you know, you're, you're a point oh nine. Your first conviction, you're going to get a, a steep fine. You're going to get your license suspended, um, and you're going to be ordered to attend um, alcohol, what they call alcohol school. Um, for a year, yeah, and you, if you, if you are determined that you, if you admit, hey, I got an, I got, a, I'm an alcoholic, then they're probably going to order you to rehab. Yeah, so, and there's certain levels yeah. of that that and I beyond, think that can be efficient. You know, yeah. obviously with parole and stuff. When I yeah. talk to parole officers and the release, I, it sounds like it's a, just a disaster of a system. Well, it is because again, there was another proposition passed by the voters um, that really hamstrung what what. Per, or they, it was a community confinement, what they call community confinement. So a lot of the things that you used to get state prison time for, you're now going to do in a county jail. So it used to be where you couldn't spend more than a year in county jail. Now you've got sub, some guys spending up two to three years. Or like making people wear like anklets yeah. around yeah. town. I mean, pro. put them in a conditional release facility that's, that's called for three post, months. Yeah, post Instead of them making them look like animals for yeah. a year out in society. Yeah. I mean, that's it just a, seems yeah. fair. That's you don't have to be in jail where you're segregated yeah. by race yeah. and all of this demeaning, living in a cage like an animal. There's got to be new facilities. Well, you, yeah, exactly. But they, in, in those people are what they call post-release offenders. And that, again, post but again, when you put these propositions in front of people, a lot of times they don't know what they're voting for. 
We're going to get there. And this yeah. other information on Ventura Ford Podcast is where yeah. it starts. We're sharing the stokes, Spence. We're getting those goods because when people say, what does homelessness mean? Or how can we have these solutions? You're going to say, listen to episode number 26 and hear the goods. Am I right? You are correct, sir. Let's get into our sponsors now, Mr. Maracas. Have you been to any live music at the Ventura Music Hall lately? I have not. Is that the old uh, bowling alley? The old bowling alley. We've yes. got free tickets, dude. Oh, hook me all, up. All of our <laughs> listeners, go out there, check out the social media, or go to every the, guest. My son, attend. my son did attend uh, a, a live show there last month, I think. We got tickets. Really? Yeah. T- tell them to, yeah. to DM us on Instagram, okay. and it we'll was, hook you guys up. It was one of those bands, one of those heavy metal bands. Um, well, Josh yeah. uh, had a great show there. Josh Domingo went yeah, out. had a yeah. huge show there. It Sell out. From Ashes to New, I think, or something like that. Was there Rain City Drive was there. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Ventura Real Estate Company is still sponsoring. Actually, studio upgrades coming, too. We went for lunch, lunch at Finney's this week. Three coolest people right now this week who you got. We're giving you a di- We'll let them double dip here, too. Oh, you're going to double dip me on the three coolest people? I, I, I'm going to go with the three. I, I, let's see if I remember. the th- Rich Atmore. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um... Jim Duran. Yeah. Who's my third? You got somebody new in there. All of our favorites. I'll put somebody new. I'll put. I'll throw in. I'll throw in a shout out to my fellow Parks and Rec commissioner, Bill McReynolds. Bill McReynolds. So Bill, you're getting two guys that have already come on the podcast. Man, we're looking like homers here, Spence. Are you? And that's not planned, folks. Are you saying that you're voting for Bill and Well, I don't live in. I don't live in his district. Yeah. But if I lived in his district, I would definitely vote for him. For Jim, and Jim Duran, and also. Jim Duran, I would. If I lived in Jim's district, I'd vote for Jim. Interesting. What about District One with the Liz Marco Cuevos? And- I don't know the candidate, so I, okay. I, I, I really have to kind of make it, uh, make a plan to. Um, All right. See, the, I'm going to be attending Pier Under the Stars on Saturday, so hopefully they'll be there. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Pier Under the Stars. Yes. How about if you go to get pizza at Pizza Chief, which we know your toppings already? <laughs> Would you normally do a calzone? Ooh, I used to get calzones all the time when I was working uh, working patrol at night. I get the I was working 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift, and I hit lunch. I get my lunch break around 9 or 10, and Dominic's would be just closing. Shout out Dominic's, Mr. Yes. Hang, the Hangler family. Yes. And so we uh, we would go there and I get a calzone. I was like, oh, that was perfect, especially in the wintertime when it was cold. You get that hot calzone. It's like. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, and I'm an Italian. I'm an Italian kid too. So, but nothing's going to beat my grandmother's cooking. But Pizza Chief comes close. Yeah, Mid, the uh, Midtown off McMillan there. Okay. Yeah, I need to get there more often. To that Pizza yeah. Cheap. They called us out again. Yeah. Never been. Getting called out. So we we've got to make a mission. And I'll I'm gonna buy. tell you, I love that wood building. Yeah, I'm I'm I'll getting buy. senioritis here because yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm forgetting names. But the owner of, of Pizza Chief, I've had several conversations with him. What a great guy. That, that, we're that, gonna that, get that guy on. That's a guy that I'm gonna tell you. That's a guy that loves Ventura. Really? Yes. I think we yes. go there, we order yeah. up, then have a conversation. Will he be there today? Yeah. I wonder. Let's find out. Him and his wife, fantastic. Oh, and I'll, you know, yeah. shout out some cool business. You got Dominic's. It's called Tony's Pizzeria. Oh, Tony's. Yeah, they had their new the neon school. sign launching yeah. this week. Did you see that? It was cool. Yeah, Bruce bar- is out there. Bariosis. Yeah. So, fun fact: um, Bruce's cousin Rick and I are good friends. Rick is a former uh, sheriff's deputy, retired now, living the. The ranch life, okay, out in Santa Paula, right? But uh, Barrios family, good people, yeah. Okay, right, let's we'll wrap it up with Arsenal Comics. 
right now, if there's one superhero that you would want on your side, if you're walking down the streets of Ventura, who would it be? Oh, it's definitely Superman. I'm, I'm Superman. Superman, I'm huh? Superman guy. Yeah. Just picks out Superman. Okay, hey, I grew up. That was you know that was my movie back with the old what's Christopher your, Christopher Reeve man. And then I used to watch. So was he your one. favorite uh, Superman? He was, but a, you know, funny fact, I was you know growing up. You know, on that, on you know, back when we only had thirteen channels. You know, where? The old, I was there. I, they they used to rebroadcast the old nineteen fifties one with George Reeves. Yep. Out there, and and yeah. the thing is funny about Superman back then, somebody would unload a yeah. gun on them, and he'd stand there with his chest out. But when they threw the gun at him, he would duck. Duck. Yeah. That exactly, was always yeah. the funny thing. You're <laughs> taking the bullets, but you yeah. duck them when they throw exactly. the gun. Exactly. I forget which comic came up with that, but I thought that yeah. is. And you never realized. Really? Yeah. You didn't, as a kid, you That's don't funny. care. And then, and then he said, you yeah. don't duck the bullets. Because well, the stunt guy didn't want to get hit yeah. and put with the real metal. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and of course, Bat- Batman would be the close second because he used to watch the old Batman with, with uh, Burt Ward. Burt Ward and, and uh, Adam West. Missed. Oh, yep, exactly. Best theme song. Yep. Caesar Romero is a joker. We got some new sponsors coming too. Uh, Have you ever had any of the falafa at Santa Cruz Market? I have been to Santa Cruz Market, but I have not had the falafa. Have you you eaten at the Green Olive before there? There was like a Mediterranean restaurant there. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's why I. You did. That's why. Yeah, we. um, uh, A couple times I've been out there um, doing some stuff, and and uh, it's like, oh, Santa Cruz Market has a restaurant. Wow. We'll get there, yeah. We're getting there, too. Okay, last one. Our, um, no, I was thinking of Top of the Crown Plaza. You were there. I was there. That was awesome for the pack meeting. The view up there. Stephanie loves the Ventura Ford podcast. Yes. Tell now, Stephanie what you think of the top. Oh, I love it. And see, it brings back memories because I've, I've been there several times when it was the Holiday Inn and it, that thing rotated. Yeah. <laughs> you'd step in there. You'd, like, step on the circle and take your seat and then you'd get the 360 view. When was the last time you were there? Oh god. Well, obviously the the state of the city. Right. Pack. But before but that, do you before think? Before that years? I was at a wedding uh I was at a wedding probably like maybe 5 or 6 years ago. It's beautiful up there. Yeah. Yeah, I was there for a chamber event, but in the old days, yeah. it was they had some concerts up there for a while yep. and it was uh it concerts. I think yeah, they had, I think they had a nightclub up there for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. It, it rolled in. I, top of the, I think they called it Top of the top Harbor. Of the harbor. Yes, yep. Top of the Harbor. Top of the <laughs> Harbor was great. <laughs> but there's no harbor. I love it. It's good though. Yeah. And it's but beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. The yeah. Crow's Nest was a smaller bar that was up yeah. there. That's where I met mm-hmm. Chipper Bro. Chipper Bro the first time. Yeah. He was sitting up there. It was so long ago, there were ashtrays. Yes. I always like to bring that yes. up. That it was so cool long ago. The, the, bar, the bar was Ash up books there. and ashtrays holiday yep. from the Holiday Inn. Yep. That was I living. Mean, and that was, I used to be, that was like the crown, one of the crown jewels of, hol- of the Holiday Inn uh, mm-hmm. uh, franchises back then. Because it was. Yeah, proms. Everything. Oh, yeah. It was, it was dynamite. Oh, that was, yeah. That was the place to have your prom or your homecoming. Yeah. And let's get into it now. We're going to wrap this podcast up at X5 of the business. Give us the one minute here. Who, can you drop some famous names on I us? I cannot drop names because I sign non-disclosure agreements. But I can tell you that um, some of the people that I've had the fortunate, to be fortunate enough to. To work for um, are names that you have seen in the news a lot in the last month. All right, and it's but business is going good. Business is going good, uh, and again, the best thing about being retired is is I is I only work when I want to. So and golf scores, golf scores up or down? The golf scores are going down. Are they? For, what's what's for the those, handicap for the, for the golfers out there? My index is now a three point nine. Wow! Look at that <laughs> smile, Spence. I don't know what that means. I only know par. Yeah. So. All right. That's good. He's smiling from ear to yeah. ears. He's bringing the goods in Ventura Forge podcast number 26. Mike Morosica, good to have you, my friend. We'll look forward to get to your information about the streets coming up very soon. 
Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thank yeah, you, you got it, Spence. Until next time, what else you got? You got something for me? Uh, good to go. Great conversation. Again, it's no hate on the homeless, but let's get it together. Let's treat people right and take care of these situations. We do. This memory, Agreed. it can go in again. For my brother, Jared Eugene Norm, it started this passion five years ago. We know he started smoking crack in the river bottoms right by the government center. It led down to a road of travesty where he got murdered in Las Vegas nine years ago, and it put my heart in a different direction to put me out there to make these conversations, to bring in great people like Spence, like Mike, so we can put ourselves out there with our opinion, to love everybody with that Ventura 4 passion and sharing the stoke. It's a one love approach, but like my brother always used to do, he could put me in a headlock, he could give me a noogie, and I got goosebumps right now thinking about it. So we love you just as much as everybody else in the streets. Until next time, let's go! Let's go!